Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Uh, this is Deb from Media Night Radio. As everyone knows, I have on the airwaves tonight Ryan Pavey, who is affectionately known, I think, as Detective Sexy Pants. I've seen that out there. These are audiences recognize Ryan Pavey from his portrayal of Detective West on the daytime drama General Hospital, but before Ryan joined the world of daytime, he was a very successful model. We will chat with Ryan about his beginnings in modeling and what led him into acting. Let's let's not delay this. Let's welcome to the airways Detective Sexy Pants himself, Ryan Pavey. Hi, Ryan. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Now, um, as as you were telling me before, you had a, uh, let's just get to, you were in Joshua Tree today climbing? I am presently there right now. Wow. See, you heard it here first, guys. So he was at Joshua Tree climbing. Now, what what does that entail, Ryan? Um, that entails lots of, lots of chalk, um, jagged rock faces. Some good friends. We actually we, we were lucky. We met up with a couple of buddies of mine. One of whom is a as a professional climber and had a photographer here with him. So there might be some cool pictures. I don't know if you if you see any of my Instagram or anything like that. But there'll be another adventure chronicling today. We've kind of uh, wrapped up now. So, but it was a fun wonderful. Day. Now, what is your um, what is your Instagram name, Ryan? Uh, it's actually it's my whole real name. So if, if you, you're going to need a a pen and a piece of paper to get it, but it's Ryan Pavey Vlieger. I can give you a link to that if you'd like right now, or I could spell it out to you. It's a giant word. Yes, yes. Go ahead and spell it so everyone knows, and make sure that you – the reason I'm saying this is because, Ryan, if you don't follow Ryan now, you should. Um, Ryan posts a lot of beautiful pictures. He's always out in nature, and he's always tweeting pictures as well as Instagramming pictures of what he's seen. So go ahead, Ryan. All right, you ready for this word? Imagine how much fun this was in, in attendance in every class you've ever taken. So here we go. It's R-Y-A-N-P-A-E-V as in Victor, E-Y, V as in Victor, L-I-E-G-E-R. There you go, guys. There you go, guys. And on, on Twitter, you're at Ryan Katie, correct? That's the one. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, well, I'm sure you have. You were having a wonderful day. It's been gorgeous here today. Oh, and it's, it's been about 86 out here all day. Oh my goodness! Toasty. Uh, <laughs> um, now you started modeling in high school. I did. How how did that come about? How did you start modeling in such at such a young age? I um I actually I got scouted. I grew up kind of working in construction for my dad in a in a variety of disciplines, like a glorified handyman basically. I did a little bit of everything. And I had some friends who were doing it and it uh you know, it paid fairly well and it afforded them some travel opportunities. But I was shy and I was always just kind of like, "Nah, I can't do that." I you know, I guess that's not for me. Um but I had accumulated after a while um some cards of people who expressed interest, "Hey, you should come and meet this person. You should come and check this agency out." And after a while, I had kind of a stack of them going, and I was like, you know what, why not? I'll, I'll call one. We'll see what happens. Um, and I remember I was in San Diego with my mom at the time, and I made the phone call, 
And it was crazy. It, it happened super fast. I went maybe a week later to tour some agencies in New York. They flew me out there. I went around. I talked to everybody. They took a couple of pictures. You know, we had lunch. We had one of those let's do lunch moments. And a month and a half later, I lived in New York. <laughs> wow. That's quick. It happened fast. It was really, it was crazy. But it was fun. It was an adventure. I was young. It was my, I, I lived out on my own. I lived in Harlem. Um, lots of good memories. Lots of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can, I can imagine. Now, what was your first job like modeling? I mean, did you, did you model for a big... Oh, yeah. Here, this will be funny. This will be funny. My first job modeling ever, ever was a catalog for Bed Bath & Beyond. I had moved to New York. I hadn't booked anything yet because I was kind of shy and awkward, and I'm sure that translated in pictures. They're like, this guy looks miserable. We can't hire this guy. He's just embarrassing. Um, and I, I did a Bed Bath & Beyond thing where it was like me and my, my wife for the day and my kid for the day and a family playing with teddy bears and like very cute scene. But I was so starved for work at the time. And uh, it's a funny story about living in New York. I had never been there. I literally moved there sight unseen. So I had this picture in my head of like home alone, you know, snow in the gutters and people with trench coats and it's freezing. And I moved there in August. So I don't know if you've ever been, uh, yes. but New York in August is not cold. No. So I got this job and we were, me and my roommate at the time, we were miserably hot. Like you'd get up to, to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and start sweating immediately because it was just so hot. and The air was so still. So I got this job, and I had to get the agency to advance me the money so that I could immediately go buy an air conditioning unit. And I still remember that first night's sleep. I was like the hero of our apartment because, I mean, it was model housing. There was three of us there in a little tiny space. Uh, I'll never forget that job because it got me an air conditioning unit. <laughs> oh, wow. And then you went on to how many campaigns have you done in modeling? I don't, I don't know. See, campaign is such a weird word. It's hard to... I, I, I don't know at what point, at what scale, a job becomes a campaign. To my knowledge, the only thing that I've ever done that had the word campaign attached to it was one for IZOT. Um, but I've done a number of – I don't know how many jobs I've done, but I've done a number of them um, over the years. IZOT was definitely the only one that was, that was campaign-worthy, should I say. And right. it's to this day my favorite job ever that I've ever done from a, from a modeling standpoint. Why? Uh, it was about two weeks and change on a boat on the north shore of Oahu, and we oh. shot on this thing. I mean, I, it's called the sandbar. It's very strange. It's on the north shore of Oahu. It's out in the middle of the ocean. All of a sudden, the water goes from about 80 meters in depth to about four inches. Wow. So from the distance, if you're out here walking on it, it looks like you're walking on water. And what they had done is they had set up various uh, sets all over this thing because it's huge. It's like three miles long. They had set up sets distant from each other at various locations, and depending upon what shot they wanted that day, somebody would get on a walkie-talkie and say, hey, we need Ryan at the south end, and some guy on a jet ski would swing by, you know, because the water, it goes from, you know, like 15, 20 feet deep at that part where the, the grade starts to go down to four inches. So the guy can literally just pull up right alongside you, and you jump on the jet ski, and he, he takes you around to another spot. He goes around the, the sandbar to the next spot. So it was crazy. It was insane. And the best catering of any job I've ever had. I can still remember the food. I, tell, I told everybody, if you can't find me, go find the food. <laughs> that's where I am. That's, that's, that's great. It sounds like a, a paradise, and you've got people oh, too. Fantastic. Mm, that's, that's awesome. Now, 
as as we all know, the modeling world is a very stringent world because there's a lot of um, making sure that you are perfect and they watch your weight and all oh, yeah, of that yeah. and they, they weigh you. What what do you feel is the best and the worst thing about modeling? Um the best part about modeling is definitely the travel opportunities it provides, especially if you get into it young and you've got a good head on your shoulders. Um, it will take you to places that you don't have access to on your own. You know, I mean, when you're, when you're 18, 17, 16, 20, I don't know, um, you don't have a lot of money. So the idea of going on these adventures just on your own, if you could think of them, uh, there's no way... I, I can't imagine that I would ever be able to have come up with the funds to go to some of these places on my own when I was that young. So I was really lucky that, you know, I was hired to do this job and the job just happened to take place someplace beautiful and they would transport us there. So it definitely brought, the best part about it for me was travel. It brought a lot of adventure into my life and I am like Mr. Adventure. So that was a huge, huge thing for me. Um, from a negative standpoint, it's uh, it, it's it's an incredibly superficial feeling, you know, like I the job description is basically work out a lot and stand there and look at in, in three-quarter directions, basically. So after a while, it, it, it kind of feels a little bit like, really, is this all you guys think I can do? I mean, I can I can talk, too, if you want me to. I, I could probably string ten words together and, and not trip over them. So, so after a while, it does kind of make you feel like a piece of meat. <laughs> I was just about to say, so is that... Is that what, is that kind of what led you into acting was to get away from feeling that way? A little bit, yeah. Some coaxing from my professional team at the time in combination with that feeling kind of led you to, to uh, progress from modeling, which is all about looks and less about ability and talent or, or whatever. You literally, you just, if you're in really, really good shape and you take really good pictures, that's it. You just sit there and then they take really good pictures and that's it. I transitioned from that more into into commercial acting, which I think is kind of halfway in between modeling and, right. you know, like film and TV acting. You have to be able to do some stuff. A sense of humor always helps. If you're okay with improv, you do need to be able to string ten words together in a row and not trip over them. And it does then become less about what you look like and more about what you can do. Can you play a character? Are you funny? Do you speak any languages? Do you have any special skills? So at the end of the day of a good job that you've done, you feel like I did something, like I... I have a skill set that maybe somebody else doesn't have, and I got to use it, and that justifies why I got this job. So you, I felt a lot better about it in commercial work. And the same progression happened from commercial work to acting. It's just more about you know challenging yourself a little bit more to be a little bit more vulnerable and put a little bit more of yourself out there and try a little bit harder. And After a while, you kind of get a rush. Right, right. How, how did uh, transitioning into acting how did it bring you to the daytime world in general hospital? Um, I can I can sum it up with you know everybody who who I know who is an actor in Los Angeles works really really hard. So I work really really hard. That being said, I was very fortunate in that I got to line up with some really fantastic people. I have great people on my side as my part of my professional mix. Um, I was with, uh, I had a great commercial agent for a long time. Um, we had a great relationship, and I did a lot of commercials, which was great. And I was in the office with them, kind of talking, just having a good time with uh, uh, Rick and Janine at LA Models. And 
I'm I, I'm good about you know kind of keeping my face in their head and showing up and saying hey and let's do lunch and we had a great right. like not just professional relationship but personal relationship. And right. Janine had talked to me once about um, what my film and TV representation situation was like, and I didn't really have one. She knew some great guys. They lived close by. Just a casual phone call. I literally walked there. Um, I am uh, I'm repped by Justice and Ponder, Todd Justice, Rodney Ponder. And it, it's another one of those things. I walked in. I said, hey. I'm like, I like these guys already. I hope they like me. Um, so I was really lucky that a casual conversation led to that. Fast forward a little bit later, same thing, hanging out with Todd and Rodney at their place. We're buddies. Things are jiving. Todd's like, you know what? I'm going to make a phone call real quick. So he calls uh, Mark at ABC, and here I am. Wow. <laughs> so he knew Mark Tesla. Yeah, it was, I do. I do. Yeah. It's a stroke of good luck and some, some good timing and some good people. I feel very fortunate. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Now... Since you are the newest addition to General Hospital, which is the longest-running daytime drama, how does that how does that make you feel? What what does that give you, knowing that you're on a soap that has been on for over 50 years? You know, in the beginning, I was a little bit anesthetized to it. I think I was still just so kind of dumbstruck that I had I had a steady gig. I have a home now. Like I have a place that I go to and people that I work with regularly, the specifics of the job took a little while to set in. Uh, you know, we shot our 13th, I was in the 13,000th episode. The show's been on for 50 years. Like, I, it took a little while for those things to sink in. And so step one was a little bit of shock. Like, oh my God, you know, you have all this pressure to perform because it's, it's such a watched show. The viewership is so huge and so loyal. And some of these people have been on this show for longer than I have been alive <laughs> or as right. long as I've been alive. There's some lifers on this show. Um, so step one is a little bit of sticker shock, like, oh, God, <laughs> I don't want to disappoint, you know. Um, but honestly, now I just feel really lucky and proud that I'm there. Everybody is awesome to work with. There's a lot of great people to learn from. It's a huge knowledge pool to draw from because some of these people, they've been on this show forever. They've been in movies. They've been on other shows. And everybody is willing to share their knowledge. I'm super lucky that I landed where I did because everybody's awesome, and it gives me a great place to develop as an actor and play a fun character. I like it. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes, I, I, that's that's generally what I hear about the show for sure. Um, now, getting into a little bit of your role, Detective okay. West. Um, what what is his driving force? Because this guy is obviously very driven, and you can see that. Driven. Okay, what is it that drives him? Uh, West and I have a lot in common in that we are, uh, honesty is paramount. Um, and West being a detective, when you're a detective, the word honesty translates to the flip side of that coin is justice. He's in town because he feels like an injustice has gone unpunished and he can't stand for that. So he's here to make sure that that, that injustice that has gone unpunished gets some attention and that the wrongs are righted. Uh, okay. And so... By doing that, he is getting into so many di- – well, he's, he's there for that, but it seems also that he is also getting into other stories by being a detective. I mean, like yeah, he was yeah. involved with Carly and, in my, and Gre- 
Yeah, Go in ahead. my experience on the show, the the people in law enforcement are the one kind of category of character that has a tendency to kind of jump around a little bit. We we touch a little bit on everybody. Um, I had I, I I've had scenes with with people that I didn't think I would ever get a chance to. That's one of the first things that I learned is that there are so many independent storylines happening simultaneously, some of whom never cross. So yet another thing to feel lucky for in that being the kind of character that I play, I get access to these people. Um, I did have a little run-in with Carly, with Franco, with Heather. I've run into some, I've run into some super nice people who play some really crazy characters that are fun, fun people to play off of. Absolutely, absolutely. And people are definitely responding to Detective West. And as I said in the beginning, obviously you've seen the... Uh, the, uh, what is it that you're called, Detective Sexy Pants? Oh, yeah, Detective Sexy Pants. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that, Ryan? Oh, God. I am I'm, I'm, have a kind of a self-deprecation complex, so it makes me a little bit shy, but I know it's, it's very complimentary. I'm very flattered <laughs> that, that that arose independently. Uh, a little bashful, I guess. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Uh, well, okay, so let's move away from the acting and let's let's get into what what kinds of things I mean, I know um that you you know you have taken some amazing pictures and put them on Facebook and Twitter of your your adventures and things. Uh-huh. Did you also study photography or is this just a hobby right now? No, 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 never honestly, like i uh... I'm an adventure seeker big time. Whenever I have free time, if I feel like I can escape for a little while, just for a day, I got to be out in nature. It's the one place that I feel real serenity. Um, and I, I just, I'm a nature buff. I always have been. I don't know that I ever really, I didn't study photography. I've been around a lot of, I've had a lot of friends who were photographers, you know, and modeling. I've, I've been around cameras. I've, I've watched people like things. I've checked out angles and stuff like that. So I got a little bit of organic training, I guess, over the years. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I mean, I just, I like to hike. I like to exercise. I like to adventure. Um, these days, I always have my phone on me so that I can be reached. And fortunately for us, you know, all of us are, are techie toys these days. Phones have cameras. So Absolutely. everything that I do, I shoot with an iPhone. I just run around and I... I see the sun at a certain angle with some trees, and the greens look pretty, and there's some clouds in the sky, and I'm like, that looks pretty. I'll take a picture of it. Or today, you know, I'm out in the desert. It's dry. There's lots of tans, lots of rocks. It's a very dramatic landscape. I saw things. They look pretty. I took a picture. So I don't know. What I find pleasing to my eye, I take a few pictures, and sometimes people like it. Has anyone ever told you that you have a good eye for it? Recently. Recently, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm notoriously tough on myself, so I'm always kind of like, oh, thank you, thank you. No, I can't, oh, I can't do that. I, can't, uh, I don't know. But I've been kind of toying with the idea lately of maybe, you know, what if I just got like a decent rig, you know, an actual real camera instead of just running around with my cell phone mm-hmm. everywhere and maybe just gave it a go. You know, I don't know. Take some, take some pictures. I don't know that I'm going to become like a photographer, photographer who, you know, for models or for people or anything like that. I think I, I get along much better with trees and rocks and stuff. <laughs> but... Um, but it's something that I've toyed with lately. Why, why not? I give it a go. I like creative stuff. Is 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 the reason that you get along with trees and rocks and stuff is because they don't talk back? <laughs> mm, I I'm a I'm an uh, almost overly introspective person. 
So I go on a lot of these like solo adventures to just to give myself time to let my brain do its thing and tire itself out. You know, I, I, I solve all my problems there. I fight my demons there. I, I think about, I don't know, whatever it is we think about when we're idle. But it's a great place for me to go and be introspective. You know, it's actually, I think, in the long run has helped me with my acting because it kind of keeps me level-headed. And it's a good Absolutely. place to go to be in a beautiful setting to, to focus inwards. Absolutely. I have to agree with you on that. What does uh, taking being at the ocean, like, what does that do for you and what does that mean to you? Oh, the ocean is definitely is, is peace for me. I've never... Short, uh, short of my stint in New York, um, I've never lived particularly far from an ocean. Um, I, I don't know that I ever could. I, uh, I grew up surfing. I don't do it as often as I should these days. I'm kind of a wuss. Me and cold water, we have, we have arguments sometimes, usually the cold water winds. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I've always lived near the beach. I've always lived in a place where, uh, you know, with not very much time notice I can look to my left or to my right and find the ocean in some way shape or form when I go hiking I oftentimes hike near the ocean um I love being down at the beach I've always kind of been a water baby ah okay so you're a water baby I get it I get it were you where were you born and raised Ryan Uh, I was born and raised I was born in Torrance uh Southern California I was raised in South Bay kind of like Redondo Beach or most beach area so that's where all of my younger years were spent, all of my kids, my, my kid years, skateboarding around with all my buddies. Wow, you're a native, just like myself. L.A. native. Yes. <laughs> There's not many of us. That's what I hear. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They're all transplants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with it. Some of my favorite people are transplants. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what makes the world go round. That's what makes the world interesting, I think. I like it. It's variety. We all have different viewpoints. We bring a little something different to the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the one thing I do hear about L.A., and, and that's why people are not sure who you are, is that we have this laid-back mentality. We're very laid-back and very, you know, just kind of easy-breezy. That's the yeah, type yeah. of people we are. And so many other people are not like that. <laughs> um. What is, what would you say is the biggest difference between the world of modeling and the world of acting? Uh, the world of modeling and the world of acting, what is the biggest difference? I would definitely say, um, in my experience, location is one. Most of the acting jobs that I've had, uh, they're all in Los Angeles, so the travel thing goes away. That being said, I find it much more gratifying. Like I said, you um, at the end of the day, if you are unable to tell a story or be creative or you bring nothing to the table other than the fact that you work out, or which is fine, don't get me wrong, that could be one of those things right. that you bring to the table, but it can't be the only thing that you bring to the table. Right. So at the end of the day, if you have a gig in acting, you, it, you should be proud of that. It's, it's a gratifying thing. I find it fun because I get to – I always tell everybody, you know when you were a little kid and you, you used to make believe like on the playground or something like that? Yes. That's my job. Like I, that's the coolest job ever. I do that for a living. That's true. Which that's blows my mind sometimes. It. Totally blows my mind sometimes, which is awesome. I'm like at recess all the time now. That's true. That's a good way of putting it. Kind of cool if you think about it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, what – this, this is our last question. I don't want to keep you um, – what do you? What has been the most valuable lesson 
you have learned in your career so far? Uh, I'm going to give you two because okay. I kind of weigh them. I'm going to kind of weigh them equally. Okay. One of them I learned from the whole journey through modeling, through commercial acting up to this point here, and that is the ability to stomach rejection uh, as oh. a working as a as a not working actor. Let's make that a little more accurate. You go out and about all the time, and you really try and put yourself out there, and sometimes it just doesn't work out anyways. Even though you really did honestly try and put yourself out there, what you have to learn is that there are a million and one reasons as to why you didn't get a job or something like that. And it may have nothing to do with your performance. So it's right. a good thing. It teaches you to, to be a little bit more honest as a performer, to not take it personally, um, which leads into my next one. Because acting is all about being real and present and in the moment and, and learning to be brave enough to bear your emotions for people to witness, things that you usually put up behind walls. And that's kind of the daily struggle is chipping away at those walls. Um, it's a fantastic introspective journey, and you find out about emotional things in you that you didn't even know were there because your job forces you to look for them. So I don't know that if I was not an actor, if I had stayed in construction or, or whatever walk of life I would have found, I don't know that I would have turned over those stones, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does make sense. The nature because... of my job forces me to, and I'm grateful to it for that. You know, It makes people squeamish a little bit sometimes to dig up that stuff, but it's good for you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because it makes you face uh, your demons too. Yeah. Instead of ignoring it, I, I have to. I sometimes I show up and I, I read my pages for the day, and I'm like, oh god, I got to turn over those rocks. <laughs> oh, here we go. But you do it. You know, you do it, and it's good. At the end of the day, when you delivered and you did, you actually did it, you're like, man, all right, well, that, that was kind of cool. Right. <laughs> well, does it does it help though? Even though you have to turn over those rocks in order to get it to get it working for you acting wise. Does it help that it's not you, it's the character that's going through it? Um, you know, honestly, what helps for me is that because my character is so much is so similar to me, the lines yeah. gray a little bit for me sometimes, but what helps for me is that I, I am fortunate that I'm going through this journey on a show with a lot of really, really experienced actors who are very mm -hmm. open people, so I don't feel alone on the journey. I, I, I watch them turn over their rocks, and I'm in a scene with them. We're together. We're doing this together. So I feel like if they're being that open and honest with me, I owe it to them to turn my rocks over too. So it's nice because I feel like I have, I have experienced compassionate company on this journey. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, that, that helps so much. It really I does. Would imagine. It really does. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you so much. I could talk to you all night. You are very interesting to talk to. Well, maybe we'll do this again and we can do it in another moment. I got, you want to talk to me about whatever you want to talk to me about. I, I, Absolutely. I oh, wonderful. <laughs> um, um, and uh, if you'll just hold on the line, I'm going to finish out the show. If you'll just hold on the line. You got it. Okay. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, Ryan Pavey, again, thank you very much for being here, and it was a pleasure. For Deb uh, and Media Night Radio, I'm signing out. Have a wonderful evening.